everyone. Welcome back to Mercy Talk. This is Melanie Wise. And this is Jen Otero. And this week we are going to continue the conversation that we've been having over the last couple of weeks, kicking off in January on the area of boundaries. And today we're really going to be focusing more on the specifics and the practicality and the how-to of setting boundaries in your own life. What does that look like? And also, I would add, dealing with any of the guilt or the fear that sometimes can just come up when you're setting boundaries for the first time. It can feel pretty monumental. And so we want to make sure that we hit on how to really address those emotions as they come up as well. Yes. And today, you know, I think it's important that we just set a little bit of a foundation before we talk about just the practicality of setting boundaries. First of all, to to talk about the importance, I think, of, of really making sure that before you start going around setting boundaries in your life, to make sure that you have entered into some healthy, supportive relationships. Right. Because we are all, you know, created for relationship. And so we need to have a strong foundation in our relationship with the Lord and have some other strong, supportive relationships in our lives, because we're going to need those as Mm -hmm. we kind of walk this journey of setting boundaries and setting some healthy ones in our lives. And so I think we want to start out there. And I also think it's important for us to clarify the difference between being responsible to others Mm -hmm. and not being responsible for them. And there is some fantastic information in this book, Boundaries by Cloud and Townsend, that we keep referring back to (laughs) on this idea that I actually just kind of want to really just read right out of the book. And, you know, what they've said in here is that we need to evaluate the effects of setting boundaries and be responsible to, but not for the other person, Mm -hmm. for other people. I've talked a lot over the last couple of weeks of how it can be very hard for people when they first hear this idea of boundaries because it feels it feels mean, it feels mm-hmm. harsh, it feels selfish. I think that was a huge one for me was that I felt like to set boundaries meant that I'm way more important than other people. And so it felt very selfish. Mm-hmm. And so... I didn't understand this idea of being responsible to others, um, but not for them. And so the scripture that they bring out in this specific area of the book is in Galatians 6, where it says in Galatians 6, 2, to carry each other's burdens. And and I think that that's what they're talking about when they say being responsible to other people. There are definitely times in our lives when we have burdens that are just too big to bear, or that other people have burdens that are too big to bear, and they don't have the strength or the resources or even the knowledge to carry those loads. And what they talk about in the book is that the Greek word for burden means excess burdens or burdens that are so heavy that they weigh us down and that they are burdens that literally feel like boulders. And we need help to carry those boulders in those times of crisis or tragedy or whatever it might be in our life. We need help to carry those. But then in verse five, it says that each one should carry his own load. And so the definition or the Greek word for load means cargo or the burden of daily toil. And this word describes the everyday things that we all need to do and that we are really expected to carry on our own. For example, we are expected to deal with our own feelings, our own attitudes, our own behaviors, 
and, you know, also just any of the responsibility that God has given to each one of us. And it, it takes work, but those are the things that we are responsible for. And so when the problems come up is when people act as if their boulders are daily loads and they just refuse help from other people or they refuse to give help to other people. But then there's also a problem when they act like their daily loads are boulders that they shouldn't have to carry, that other people should carry or that I should carry for somebody else. And so I loved that. And I just wanted to really read that straight out of the book because I felt like that was monumental for me when I realized that I am responsible to other people and that I'm responsible to love them and and care for other people and serve other people and even to help them carry those boulders Mm -hmm. and those huge heavy burdens. But I am not responsible for just their daily cargo, their daily backpack that they are responsible for in their own life to carry. And so that to me was huge and important to understand when it came to setting boundaries is what's the difference between being responsible to them, but not for them. Yeah. And I think evaluating for others, but also for ourselves, because I think that can sometimes be the challenge when setting boundaries personally is if you've grown up in a family where you're expected to carry false responsibility or whatever, Mm -hmm. you may genuinely think, well, that boulder is just what I'm supposed to carry around for everybody all the Mm -hmm. time. No, (laughs) you're also, do you know what I'm saying? Like there's just something to be said about understanding the difference between those things and what you are meant to carry for others and for yourself. And that sometimes we don't have the definition clearly lined out for us. So we're just walking through life, carrying things for people that we were never supposed to carry. Mm -hmm. And in the meantime, the things that we are supposed to carry for our selves are being hindered and are not being carried well. And suddenly our family is breaking down or what have you, because we're trying to carry things for other people that they are fully capable of carrying for themselves. And so a couple ways to evaluate, we always want to make sure that at Mercy Talk, it's not just these conversations in the clouds that people really walk away with the practicality of what to do. Mm -hmm. And so a couple questions that you can even begin to ask yourself um, when evaluating the need for a boundary could include some of these. What current circumstances call for you to set boundaries? So is there something going on in your relationship where someone's being disrespectful or hurtful? Are you finding that you are carrying, like we just said, more burden for things than you should be? Mm -hmm. Are you getting burnout in ministry because you don't know when to shut off the phone and when to create time for yourself or your family? Those types of things. Do you hesitate to do something out of fear of hurting someone? Mm -hmm. I think that is a big reason that we struggle in the first place with even setting boundaries. I can think back to certain seasons in my life where I was really learning this and there was some relationships in my life that were pretty toxic and hurtful Mm -hmm. that I needed to work through. And there was a huge fear of, if I set this boundary, will there be complete breakdown in my relationship with this person? Will I lose this relationship? Mm -hmm. Because it was still a relationship in my life today. It wasn't one of those that needed to go. It just needed some work. And so sometimes there is that challenge too of going, okay, like we've said every single week, boundaries do not harm. They may hurt, but they don't harm. And so understanding, is there a fear that I'm going to hurt someone? And if so, I need to deal with that fear before I step into setting that boundary and understanding Mm -hmm. what that looks like. Mm -hmm. Do I hesitate in really looking at that? If you set boundaries, what pain or disappointment might you cause someone that you love? These are some of those questions you need to just be straight up on the front end so that you are not surprised by a response. You know, this one young woman I'm working with and setting boundaries with her family, we had to have those conversations. When you set this boundary, 
boundary with your mom, what you know your mom well, you've known her for 20 something years. What is typically her response going to be? She's not going to enjoy this conversation. Mm -hmm. So she was able to go in being prayerful, knowing what she was going to say, but was not also caught off guard by the fact that her mom got defensive Mm -hmm. and was a little offended by the conversation. It didn't throw her off of what she needed to do. She went in knowing that this isn't going to be something she's going to love, but I know that God's telling me to do it. And so I know that he's going to cover it. And so that's something to think through too. It's so good to even think about how when people set boundaries with you, Mm -hmm. sometimes your initial reaction is like, ah, you know, (laughs) how dare you? Right. And so I think giving grace to people to know that their initial reaction Mm -hmm. might be a little bit of hurt or anger or frustration. I think in the long haul, knowing that hopefully those who really do love you and care about you Mm -hmm. are going to respect that. But then there's going to be other people who just straight up don't respect the fact that you set that boundary. And it's a good, I think just a good litmus test for your relationships because if they in the long haul do not respect your boundaries, what they're saying to you is, I only like you when you're a yes person and when you're compliant to what I want and what I need. And Mm -hmm. that's not a healthy relationship. So at the end of the day, they're either going to come around and respect it or they're not. And that's probably a toxic relationship that needed to be exited anyway. That's a very good good gauge for whether or not. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. Another question you can ask yourself when evaluating the need for a boundary is whom would you like to be able to confront about their wrong actions? Sometimes it's stepping back and going, okay, when I look at the landscape of my life and my relationships, is there a certain person or a certain relationship that I just don't go there because I don't know how that's going to play out? Mm-hmm. You know, and I think there's something to be said, and we'll talk a little bit more about this as well. We recognize that these these podcasts are being listened to by people who maybe have a lot of healthy relationship. They need some little boundaries. We also realize there may be some people who are listening to these who have some abusive relationships in their life that boundaries are needed, yeah. but it's going to look a little different. The process is going to look a little different than maybe a, a different situation. And so recognizing that when you look at all of these relationships and you have a need for boundaries, it's coming back to what you've already said, Mel, of having that support in your life. It may be time to get a counselor in your world to really make sure that someone is walking you through to make sure that these boundaries are set in a healthy way for you as well as other people. And so when you're thinking through who would I like to confront about their wrongful actions, it's thinking through those relationships, but also being very wise and mindful that it is a process. It's never a one-time conversation. (laughs) It is really something that takes some time and some processing and even some accountability sometimes. Mm -hmm. I know certain seasons in my life, I needed a counselor in my life to go, I'm going to hold you accountable and we're going to talk through the ins and outs of how to set these boundaries, how to respond, depending on how that response is given, talking through from start to finish so that you're prepared and ready and positioned to do it well. Mm -hmm. That's really the piece of it as well. And lastly, I think the last question to even think about is in a time of prayer, it's really asking the Lord to purify your heart, but to also give you the word. So Lord, what is it that I need to be saying? And always bringing it back to that place. Because like we've said, even last week, talking through the permission that we have to set boundaries and you know that there is something to be said, but I have always, always, always in my own life and with those that I counsel saying, okay, Lord, what are your words in this situation? Because even more than I want healthy relationship in my life with someone, God wants that for me. Mm -hmm. 
And so he is going to equip me. And also I have found time after time after time, he has a way of going before and really positioning that person's heart Mm. to be able to hear the boundary that's being set. Like there's, there's such a power we know that is so available to us when we partner with the Lord in these things. And so really that last place of questioning is going, okay, God, what does this look like? Mm -hmm. How do I say this? When do I say this? What does this need to look like? Getting very practical with him and allowing him to really line out the action plan so that then, you know, I'm walking this out as the way that the Lord has asked me to. This isn't something I'm just kind of flying by the seat of my pants because I think it needs to happen. It probably does, Mm -hmm. but allowing him to guide and direct in a way that sets everyone else up for a whole nother level Mm -hmm. of just breakthrough with all of this. Right. And one question that probably doesn't even need to be asked though is should I communicate this? (laughs) Because at the end of the day, I mean, boundaries need to be communicated. They need to be visible. They're not something you can't really have like secret boundaries with right. somebody, you know, <laughs> so they're, they're going to need to be communicated in yeah. some way or, or another. And, and so I love that you really emphasize there how important mm-hmm. it is to be so very prayerful about it, to pray for the situation, to pray for the person and, and definitely to ask even the Lord, like, when is the best time to do this? Yeah. Where do I need to do this? How do I need to do this? Help me with the words, you know, and, and even to have other people praying for you as well. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, we started out today just talking about how important it is to have, before you go into this process of setting some boundaries in your life, to have a good support network, yeah. you know, underneath and around and people to be praying for you and to be encouraging you, even as simple as just like role playing this out for you to be able to say, so look, true. I need to have a conversation with somebody and and here's what I think the response is going to be. Can we like literally role play this mm-hmm. and you do this and help me to like to really figure out exactly how this is going to go down and how to handle the potential responses here. And, you know, I, I also think when you were talking earlier just about how we need to think about like who are some of the people that we need to confront about you know, maybe wrongful actions. There's also circumstances where it's someone who genuinely loves you and has mm-hmm. no idea so that that they are really stomping all over some boundaries in your life. And so sometimes it's not like an intentional wrong that someone is doing as much as just something that's straight up unhealthy. Right. And they may be completely unaware of it, completely unaware of how it's affecting you and that it's not healthy. And this is probably someone who's never learned about boundaries themselves. Mm-hmm. And so maybe it's just literally happening out of ignorance and that they just don't realize what's going on or what's going down. And so sometimes it's those circumstances where it's not something that's just being intentionally wrong, but just not healthy. And Um, it's so often I think of those scenarios in our family, you know, like my grandmother does this and my mom does this. And now I'm in a place maybe of healing and wholeness. So I'm realizing, wow, I actually don't have to do that. You know, maybe it's the gift of sarcasm or something along those lines where there's a certain thing that plays out and you see it through your family line. And maybe you are that person who's positioning themselves and going, wait a minute, Mm -hmm. I don't want to act that way. And I don't want to be that way, but it's continuing to come my way. It is sometimes that place of setting the boundary just because you know different. It doesn't mean you are better. It doesn't mean you suddenly have, you know, this great breakdown. It's just the reality of this is how it's kind of always played out. I'm using my quarter fingers. But I have the opportunity and the choice to kind of change it. And sometimes it does just bring up those conversations where you said they're not being mean or difficult or Mm -hmm. harsh. It's just the way that things have always been. But you maybe are the one that's going, no, it's time to change the tide in this. Mm -hmm. And in order for that to happen, I have to change my own choices and the areas of control that I have and probably have some conversations with my mama and my grandmama, Mm -hmm. you know, to have these conversations Mm -hmm. to shift some things, which 
is, like we've said, never fun, right. but so, so helpful. And really positions things in such a cool way, like talk about breaking some generational patterns for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely, And I think too, like you said, Mel, it, the whole role play thing, people can almost kind of grin at because it sounds silly, mm-hmm. but it is so helpful mm-hmm. because when you go into those conversations, you need to have a real clarity about what it is that you need to say, what it is that you need to see the outcome being. It's getting really, really specific even with your examples because the reality is this person, they may have no clue that they are trotting all over your boundaries. Mm -hmm. So you have to go in, like you said, with grace and love and understanding, but also very specific examples and having a very clear understanding of what you're even asking because people do not read minds. It's not fair to go in and have kind of this random conversation that is not setting it strong and firm and clearly for people. And the way that that has to start is for us to have that time in prayer and with accountability and people in our lives to really flush out what it is we're even wanting. What is it that we need to see change? And once you have the clarity of that, then you're positioned to begin thinking through, okay, how do I need to communicate this Mm -hmm. in a way where there is no question what you're asking, Mm -hmm. that they are not left in the dark or confused about what you're saying. And there is something to be said about having a real confidence that you know that you know this is a boundary that you need to set. You've heard from the Lord, you've prepared, you've prayed this through. This is not something you do off the tip. Mm -hmm. You really go in prepared so that you can leave that conversation and they can leave that conversation, no matter what the feelings may be in that moment, but everybody is clear on what is being asked and what is being set as that boundary. So then people are positioned to make choices mm-hmm. and to move forward mm-hmm. is hopefully the prayer and the desire. Right. I mean, the reality is, is that some people just aren't going to like it. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that, you know, at at the end of the day, there might, there might be people, mm-hmm. we would hope and pray that this wouldn't happen, but there might be people who just choose to leave that relationship. Yeah. And it is a risk. It's a risk and it's absolutely one worth taking, but you have to also be prepared mm-hmm. to let people go their own way if they right. don't want to respect what you've laid out yeah. there. And I mean, we talked about it last week, but I mean, Jesus gave us that exact example, mm-hmm. literally a man who said, like, I want to, I want to have this relationship and I want to be and, and when Jesus laid out the rules, he was like, uh, I can't do that. And he walked away and Jesus let him mm-hmm. walk away. And we have to actually be willing and okay with letting people do that, which again, I think is so important. Why yeah. it's so important to have a support system underneath you and to be in some healthy relationships and to be, have some support around you, not only from others, but just have that strong relationship with the Lord Mm -hmm. that is going to be that foundation to be able to allow other people to walk out that are not healthy and that are toxic for you in your life. Yeah. And I mentioned it earlier, but I do want to just kind of take a moment to reiterate that if you are in a position where you are recognizing you need to set some boundaries in a really toxic or even allegedly abusive relationship, Mm -hmm. there is something to be said about really thinking through what that needs to look like. Mm whether that needs to be over the phone, whether or not you need to have someone with you, that there needs to be some safety precautions put in place for those boundaries and those those talks. Sometimes it's not even about having a conversation. It may be physically time for you to uproot yourself from that relationship, yeah. get some people around you and move forward. Sometimes a really conversation doesn't even need to happen about, around a boundary if you're dealing with 
abuse and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. So we want to make sure that we hit on that because we don't, we understand that there may be people coming from all sorts of different backgrounds and situations as they're listening to this, but to make sure that you are very prayerful and wise about the person that you're dealing with, the dynamics in that relationship, the boundaries that need to be set and making sure that ultimately you are safe and in a position to continue to move forward with your life. Mm -hmm. And so if that is the dynamic, we want to make sure that we are very clear that it does look different and you need to make sure you have a voice in your life showing you what that looks like if abuse is a part of this conversation Mm -hmm. for you. Well, this (laughs) can be a little bit heavy, honestly, especially when you start talking about the logistics of this and what this would look like and what this could mean. And I don't know if anybody's listening to this going like, okay, no, no, no. Yeah. There's no way I'm doing all that. That's not even worth it. I encourage you. I Mm want to make sure that we leave today saying this is why this is so important. I'm actually going to straight pull a quote out of Cloud and Townsend's book, Boundaries, which again, we will just keep promoting and pushing (laughs) and encouraging people to check out because again, so much of the content of what we've been discussing is literally come straight, straight from this book and things that we have learned from it ourselves. But I really do want to make sure that we close today with just going back to why, why am I doing this? Why would I put myself through all of what you just described? (laughs) And in their book, they say this, we need boundaries to have ownership of our lives, to protect our freedom, to guard our heart and soul, and to be able to increase our love. So there you go. Mm -hmm. I mean, why in the world would you not want to do all of the above? Um, You know, that not only blesses you, but it also blesses the people that are in your lives. It increases your ability to love. It increases your ability to care for other people. It increases your own personal freedom. For so many reasons, this Mm -hmm. is so important. There, Those areas of your life or those relationships in your life where there are not boundaries, those things are just going to, going to, they're going to keep eroding Mm -hmm. in your life and they're going to keep stealing from you. And over time, it's just going to, it's not just going to kind of stay the same. It's going to keep getting harder. It's going to keep getting more difficult. It's going to keep, you're going to feel more and more in chains. Mm -hmm. And so for so many reasons, this is important. It's, it's, it's not going to always be easy. And man, some of these conversations may not be really fun, but oh my goodness, to see what's on the other side of it, it is so worth it. So we just want to encourage you with that. And I would add to that too, Mel. I think that anytime, you know, we're talking through process and we're talking through putting things in place like this, one of the biggest things I know has been helpful for me and I encourage others to do is, is to ask the Lord for the long view. Yeah. Lord, I'm looking at this conversation. I'm freaked out because mm-hmm. I don't know how this is going to go. But if it's something you're asking of me, there is a long view and there is a promise that is attached to this conversation mm-hmm. and to these boundaries. And so can you begin to show me your perspective? Can you begin to show me the fruit of this conversation because I know for me if I can see up and over that conversation to where these boundaries will take my relationships where these boundaries will position me and the people that I love I'm much more willing and apt to really step into that place of obedience and to have that conversation. Mm-hmm. And the Lord's always so faithful to do that, to give us that that vision for where we're going, which makes the difficult process and the conversations that much more worth mm-hmm. it. Well, Jen, as we wrap up today, I know that we mentioned this at the end of last week's mm-hmm. show, but I do want to go ahead and remind everyone again that this is a topic that we have really been focusing in on quite a bit and are probably going to be focusing in on even more in the future at our Empower workshops because what we have found is that the people who are coming and attending those workshops, which we have people from so many different backgrounds and in so many different roles. We've got parents coming in, pastors coming in, ministry leaders coming in, 
And, and so many of these people, no matter what it is that they're doing in their lives or what relationships they have in their lives, they're resonating with this one. They're mm. like, holy cow, I did not know this whole thing about boundaries. And I clearly don't have any. And a lot of them have even expressed that they are feeling this thing that we call compassion fatigue. Like yeah. I'm just... I'm tired and all of a sudden I don't care about people's issues as much as I used to and I don't know what's going on and for so many of them that light bulb is coming on like oh it's because I don't have boundaries <laughs> and so we are just so excited about talking more and more and more about this very topic at those workshops and so I want to encourage you we've got three workshops that are scheduled for this year here in Nashville but our the one that's coming up the soonest is March 9th and 10th and you can register for that workshop up until I believe February 15th. And so we encourage you to check it out on your calendar. See if you can make it. We would love, love, love to have you. These have been just so, I mean, they've just been so much fun. We really have a great time. And I feel like people really are, are receiving a lot from the Lord in their time with us, but we're also just having a blast. Yeah. And so we really encourage you to come and be part of that. And you can register. You can get more information at mercymultiplied.com. If you just go under the events tab, you can find a place to check out the Empower Workshops. And so we really encourage you to do that. And next week, we will be talking more about boundaries in the context of different relationships in our lives and what those look like. And so we'll just encourage you to join us next week as we continue on with this discussion. Mm-hmm.